Welcome to the Counselors of Real Estate's Top 10 in 10 podcast series. In these 10-minute episodes, we'll discuss one of the prevailing 2022-23 Top 10 issues affecting real estate. I'm your host, Jonathan Shine, CRE, and CEO and Executive Director of the Real Estate Limited Partner Institute in New York. The Counselors of Real Estate are trusted advisors finding solutions to complex real estate challenges. Experienced, innovative, and credentialed problem solvers, Counselors practice in 21 countries and offer expertise in more than 60 real estate disciplines across all asset classes. Each has earned the prestigious CRE designation. Our guest for this episode is Tim Savage, PhD, CRE, Professor and Director of the Crefsey Center for Real Estate Finance at New York University's Shack Institute of Real Estate. Tim authored the narrative supporting the number one issue of this year's compilation of the top 10 issues affecting real estate, inflation, and interest rates. To review all the issues in this year's report, please visit CRE.org top 10. Welcome, Tim. Thank you. It's good to be here. And this is really very relevant news as of the moment. <clears throat> the, Fed, the Fed has raised its key interest rates four times so far in 2022, including the latest hike of 75 basis points earlier this month. And they also just announced that they don't think inflation is going to go away so quickly. How many more increases do, do you project and do you think we're seeing the desired effect? Um, I, I think for the remainder of the year, we will probably see um, two more uh, rate increases of, of the overnight lending rate, um, probably another 100 basis points. Uh, and it is relevant for our industry because our industry is actually how um, monetary policy affects the broader economy. So higher interest rates impact cap rates, it impacts you know, IRRs. It is how the Federal Reserve affects the real economy. I will say very uh, affirmatively, things have changed since I wrote that original article. Um, we've seen a dramatic decline in um, yield curves. We've but we've also seen a dramatic decline in market expectations of inflation. So I personally don't think Jay Powell, the, the current Fed chair, wants to engineer a recession. I, I do believe he and the Open Market Committee believe that they can land this jet with a lot of bumps mm -hmm. without crashing it. And I think that's what they are focused on. They, as I said in the piece and, and wrote in the piece, if you looked at what the U.S. economy looked like in the second quarter of 2020, it's terrible, right? We, we had uh, an unprecedented contraction um, by historical standards, sure. a dramatic increase in unemployment. And as I look today and, and look back at Fed policy and, and, and mon, you know, monetary policy and fiscal policy, we did the right things um, with a cost. We did bring down the level of unemployment quite dramatically. So employment markets look, or labor markets look really solid at the moment. Um, but we are faced with the fact that consumption patterns changed dramatically during the pandemic. 
And that is the primary driver of inflation today, right? As I sure. joke in class, you know, we, we started to buy Pelotons and we stopped going out to dinner. And, and that meant we were much more reliant on not very resilient uh, distribution chains, efficient, but not resilient. And that is the primary driver of inflation today. So the Fed focused largely on helping to heal employment markets during the pandemic, but they are singularly focused on inflation today. Uh, I maintain we are not in a recession. I I don't think that is true for some countries in Europe, but I, I think given the strength of U.S. labor markets, the U.S. is not currently in a recession. The, the two kind of benchmark indicators I look at, uh, which is the 10-year minus three-month yield curve, obviously has come in dramatically since I wrote my piece. But, but so to have inflation expectations. And I fundamentally believe, uh, would assert that the U.S. is not currently in a recession. This may change within six months. So to say, are we in threat of a recession? We're in the world is remains in the, in the threat of a recession based on the ongoing pandemic and policy errors. Uh, right, there's always going to be the next recession. That's that that is econ one hundred and one. There's always going to be the next recession. We've never repealed the business cycle, but currently. Uh, I think I heard somebody put it um, aptly. The U.S. economy is the least dirty shirt in the hamper at the moment. Wow. So along the lines with interest rates, obviously uh, mortgage rates, and this is a little little bit of a sidebar, but mortgage rates have obviously gone up. Will this have any impact on the housing market? It will have I, I think um, a profound impact on on the housing market. If we look at housing starts since the global financial crisis, they never quite recovered. We never quite got the building of new housing that we had prior to the 0809 global financial crisis. Sure, it began to recover a bit, um, but mortgage rates have increased. Substantial. I mean, if you look at the 30-year fixed Freddie Fannie conventional mortgage, you know, it's gone up from about 300 basis points to about 500 basis points during this time period. That impacts the decision-making of individuals when they think about housing itself. So we, we have this um, issue where we aren't building enough housing. We know this, Uh, we're certainly not building enough affordable housing and mortgage rates have risen. So we we have both the absence of supply and an impact on demand. And and that will have an impact on on housing, well, on residential housing. Along these lines, many economists support raising rates again not necessarily for a curious for inflation, but to more efficiently allocate capital and promote growth. Are you in this camp or why and or why not? 
Um, I, I think I reflect on the fact that in, in, in the COVID downturn, the Fed acted very promptly in a way that it didn't quite do in the global financial crisis. And it focused primarily on labor markets. You go back to this fundamental fact that the Fed has a dual mandate, right? Maximal employment and price stability. It focused like a laser on maximal employment. It's now moved to price stability. The way they do this is through interest rates. The way they do this is through our industry because interest rates impact investment decisions largely in the commercial and residential real estate industry. Do I support uh, the rate hikes? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we have to stop anchoring ourselves to 2020, right? It, it, we, we talk about inflation, but we're talking about inflation relative to what was effectively a depression short depression, but a real depression. And I think we have to normalize interest rates. We have to reflect on the fact that job, the labor market has recovered. Growth admittedly has slowed. I mean, it's been negative for the last two quarters, but we have to have an interest rate policy that reflects the fact that largely labor markets have recovered. Uh, and as I said, you know, the U.S. economy is the least dirty shirt in the hamper. Well, that, that's, that's a lot to chew on, especially that, that metaphor. So thank you, Tim. We're grateful you. for your knowledge and contributions to this year's report. As, as the supply and demand balance normalizes economy-wide, let's hope so will interest rates. Uh, hopefully they won't go up too much. So join us next time for another, another discussion of one of the top 10 issues affecting real estate. I'm Jonathan Shine on behalf of the Counselors of Real Estate. Thank you for joining us in this episode of the Top 10 in 10.